Hey sluts, you're listening to the Sacred Slut Podcast, hosted by me, Becca Cavanaugh. This podcast is for you if you are ready to live a life full of pleasure, passion, and prosperity through your unique magnetism. This podcast will give you everything you need to step into your power, to embrace your deepest desires, and help you start living your most pleasure-filled life right now. Each week, we will dive into topics like business, spirituality, sex, relationships, wealth, empowerment, and anything and everything you can think of so that way you can be, do, have, and hold it all to create a life that turns you the fuck on. I use these tools and teachings in my own life to magnetize massive success in the form of people, places, opportunities, and experiences that have me feeling the most turned on. And now I coach my clients on how they can use their own magnetism to build a life and business that is just as profitable as it is pleasurable. I want you to think of this podcast as your weekly dose of pleasure that will get your juices flowing and leave you craving for more. I am so turned on to have you here, so let's dive in. Hello, sluts, and welcome back to the podcast. Super excited to have you here, as always. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Today is such a good episode. Well, I think it's going to be good um, because I have a lot of juice. I have so much to share with you guys. It's... It feels like it's been a minute, but like I said, it really hasn't been at all. Um, So today you've seen the title. I'm going to be talking about my year as a business owner, as not just a business owner, because I've obviously been a business owner for over half a decade, but as a coach and all the things that I've learned and all the things that um, I want you to kind of learn with me and hopefully learn from my, I don't want to say mistakes or regrets because ultimately they all led me down to where I'm at now. But you know, if I can save you some um, time, some pain, some stress, then of course I'm going to do that. And I also kind of want to add to this podcast episode that it's not all going to be like negative things that I've done. I actually want to give myself some credit at the end um, of the things that I actually felt that I did quote unquote quote, right. Um, you know, trying to stay away from right or wrong here, but you know, ultimately things that I'm proud that I did, let's say things that I was, that I wouldn't change or shift that I felt that I did the best that I could do to my capacity. So first I want to just acknowledge that I have been doing a challenge, a business building, a pleasure-based business building challenge on TikTok. It's a 30-day series. So every day throughout August, I've been giving you guys tips, tricks, advice, stories, anything and everything to help you kind of grow your own pleasure-based business. So I know that a lot, I've been getting a lot of new podcast lessons lately, and you guys are probably new to my side of the internet. So I just want to say hi, hello, and welcome. And then for those of you that have been kind of, you know, listening in, have been watching me grow, you're going to kind of see some of the behind the scenes today. And also, I just want to talk about a little bit of the rebranding. I want to, I want to, 
<laughs> I want to identify the elephant in the room here, which is that I've pretty much rebranded myself. And maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't, but I've fully taken on the title of a business magnetism coach. Now, before, if you guys know, I was more so on the pleasure coach. I was a pleasure, sexuality, sensuality, feminine empowerment type coach. And you know, I want to find a way to kind of bring both of those worlds together because I do think, as you guys know, I always say this, if you're new to my world, hi, you're going to be hearing this a lot, is that I really believe that's all connected and how we show up in one area is how we show up in every area, right? And so a lot of the people that I know are listening to this podcast episode maybe want to be business owners, right? You want to learn um, what my knowledge about it and you want to do it in a way that's more pleasure centered. Um, and so that kind of where the intimacy, the sexuality space really comes in this more confidence-based coaching. So I've kind of taken on different titles and I think of myself as different titles. I don't think of myself as just one, but ultimately it comes down to, I help people build their businesses, but I do it in a way that's pleasure centered. That's more empowerment coaching. That's more, um, confidence building, self-trust. All of those are kind of pillars of what my coaching consists of when, and then we put just like a business lens on it, right? We, we take all these parts, these very intricate, <laughs> important pieces of just our personality, our life and everything, and kind of bring it all together to build a business that is curated to ourselves, right? Your, your individual, your unique energy, right? So a lot of the people I work with are intuitives. They're more intuitive, empathic coaches or people that want to build businesses, um, entrepreneurs, leaders, all that jazz. So you might be thinking like, where does the sacred slut come in, right? Where does that even, like, what are the podcast origins, right? And so I felt this would be a good episode to kind of just give some insight here on kind of my thought process of why I want to keep the sacred slut title, um, even though I'm not necessarily doing like sexuality coaching anymore. Uh, so I think of sacred slut as being a really big part of my brand, even though I'm not doing pleasure coaching, because I'm all about being fully expressed, right? Being fully expressed in your business and other aspects of your life and not holding anything back and really finding pleasure throughout that process, even if it seems taboo or like going against the norm, right? Which the norm is a lot of hustle culture. It's a lot of um, professionalism. And I really just want to challenge those ideals in these industries, right? So I am totally about being the sacred slut business coach that is here to really help you embody your bold, bad girl self while also putting your pleasure first, right? And when you think about slut, I mean, slut is just, it's used as an insult to women who went after what they wanted, right? <laughs> they put their pleasure first and they unapologetically asked for what they wanted and they were completely detached to being this like perfect cookie cutter version of that we felt that a woman was or should have been, right? So they're kind of like going up against and challenging these shoulds of society and then they're kind of being shamed for it, right? And so I kind of like to embody this energy in my business because, you know, the secrets of energy is like they went against the grain and they did it because they wanted their own pleasure, right? They wanted to put their pleasure first. They didn't want to pe be people pleasing. And that was just so taboo for a woman, right? And, and they also like really released others' expectations and judgments. 
And that's what I want. That's what I want for myself. And that's what I want for you. And that's what I especially want for like these more um, rising feminine leaders that are going to be more of these industry leaders. And I think that it's really important for us to challenge these kind of norms of the hustling, the really disconnected business models. So I just want to kind of give this background here, uh, just kind of set the stage for what we're going to be talking about today, which is really a reflection back onto, you know, my year. So August last year was when I signed my very first coaching client. So that's when I officially was like, okay, I am in business. We are doing this. This is an actual business. This is no longer a hobby or a thought or an aspiration. This is literally, I am getting paid for this. So that is when you kind of go from something being a hobby or <laughs> an aspiration or um, you know something that you're doing on the side to being like, you are now a business owner, right? So I want to go over five things that I wish that I did a little differently, not necessarily that I regret, but I do wish that I did them differently um, or I shifted them or I did something quicker or sooner. So I'm going to list out those five things and then we're going to kind of go into the things that I was really happy that I did. So that way you get to hear both sides of it, because I think that we often hear only people's lessons and their challenges and all that stuff, which is great. But then we're like, well, what did but what were the good things that you did, right? Because we're kind of missing some of those um, integral parts because not all of it can be bad, right? <laughs> yes, there are like lessons or things, but I'm sure that we can all find something that we felt that like, oh, I did really well in this. And um, we kind of miss that when we're listening to other people's stories around business building. So just diving in here, number one is... I wish I took the leap sooner. And I know y'all are probably tired of hearing something like this, but it's just the fucking truth. Okay. So before this, um, I owned a business and I did more brick and mortar type style business. It was not an online business. And I did, uh, I was a hairstylist. I was an independent hairstylist. So, um, that meant I ran and operated my own business. Um, inside of somebody else's business, basically. So normally when you go to a hair salon, uh, more often than not, uh, they are, they don't work for the people that own the salon. They are their own, um, business owners. So that means that they pay to work there. So just to give you some background in that is like, I had thought about being a coach for so long before that. I knew for a while that hair was not going to be my end goal. It was something that I wanted to do. I knew that coaching was something I wanted to do sooner. Um, and also in between that, I was mentoring and coaching hairstylists. <laughs> so many hairstylists had come to me just really organically. Um, they saw that my business was thriving. They saw that I was doing social media really well. They saw those changes and they were like, what is she doing? Like, I need help. And they had actually reached out to me just very organically, um, very unexpectedly. And I would take time, like I would go do coffee chats for like hours with these people. And this happened multiple and multiple times. Um, just them wanting like really honest business advice. And that's what I gave them. And so I um, had been studying coaching for all these years, but I didn't put any of it into practice until people had like started reaching out to me. And then, you know, I just 
I just really wish that I almost didn't wait for a global pandemic to start, (laughs) but I also understand why I didn't want to. I was like starting to get stable in my business and I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to walk away from this kind of work that I had built up. And that's like something that is just the fears that come in. And I think that we do that often. We're like, oh my God, it's like... I've just spent so much time on this, so I need to see it through. And, you know, that was that was kind of the story. And so I just kept putting it in the background, playing it in the background and not taking action on possibly doing a more coaching style business. And then when I thought about being coach, I thought I was going to be like a hairstylist coach. And I didn't really like that identity. That was something that just didn't really fit. I felt a little forced. And I was like, I don't know if I necessarily see like being a coach for hairstylists as my end all be all type of a thing, but it was something that I knew, right? I knew it a lot. So, so then, you know, this kind of goes into this shedding that I had to do this past year, which is there was such a tug and war between my old, old identity as a hairstylist and my new coaching identity. And the fears that came up with that made it so hard. So even when I felt like I was starting to do coaching, I still had like one foot in the door in my old business, you know, just in case, just in case, you know, I got too scared or just in case things didn't work out right. And I really wish that I just didn't do that. Like I I really wish I just trusted myself to go all in. And in a lot of ways I did. But again, I wish that A, I started when I was still hairstyling. I was that I started coaching before that. And then also I just wish that I trusted myself like really sooner instead of just um like always having that one foot in, one foot out type of energy. Because I will say the moment that I decided like I am not going back to doing hair, that was when things really shifted for me. And that was already almost six months into my business. So that just goes to show like that identity piece of me being a hairstylist was so, so big that it was really blocking me from like calling in this new identity as a coach. And I really had to make that decision and be like, no, I'm not going back to doing hair. I'm, I'm, I'm committed to this. This is what I'm doing. And it was only in that shift. And it wasn't even the shift when I stopped doing hair, right? It was the shift months later that I actually decided like, I'm not going back there, right? Because it was always a plan B. It was always an option B. And then I decided that, hey, no, this is no longer an option B. And then my business just blew from there. So really, um, really interesting stuff around taking leaps and doing it sooner. So that was number one. Um, number two here is I really, really wish that I leaned into my gifts sooner and instead of trying to like mold myself. So this comes from, because if you guys don't know or have been following me on TikTok for a while, cause I know like a lot of my audience is from TikTok, right? And When I had first started on TikTok, my first viral video was about pleasure. And that was what blew my mind. It blew up. It's still one of my second to highest viral video. Um, And it was one of those things that I had so many eyes on my content. And this was something I talked about on TikTok recently about um, going viral and like, how it's really activating to our nervous systems when we're not used to that. And I was just activated. Right. And so I was like, oh my God, this is what people want to hear. And in a way it's like this really, when you're not grounded in what you're actually doing, which by the way, I was, I had no clue. I was just posting videos for fun. I had no intention of like making a business out of this. I was just in the very pleasure world at the time. And I was like, 
this is just what I want to post for fun. And I never thought about making a business out of that necessarily until this business went viral, which, okay, that's not true. I did think about making this a business. That is not true. But it was like that I was like going in between if this was something I wanted to do. And then I, when I had that viral video, I felt that that was the validation that like this was the path, right? So I really made it mean something, right? I made it mean like basically if I didn't do something pleasure-based, if I didn't, you know, do sexuality coaching or talk about female sexuality that I was not going to be successful, right? Because these were the things that my content was getting a lot of validation and just traction on, right? And so then it came to a point where I was like, I just don't, like, I feel capped. I feel capped with this subject matter. Like, it is something that I don't, like, I'm not inspired by anymore. And as you guys know, like, when you're a business owner, when you're an entrepreneur, like you are the driving force, like your passion is the only thing that is keeping you going, right? And you really cannot rely on external validation for that. You have to find it within. And so that was when I started playing with like, oh, I, I think I'm a business coach. I think this is really what I want to do. And then all these memories came rushing back around. Oh, duh. I've been coaching business owners for a long fucking time, even before I used the title as a coach, right? And I have so much wisdom and just real life experience around being an entrepreneur and not just an entrepreneur, a business owner and somebody that's like a highly sensitive, empathic business owner, right? And so that was kind of what I leaned into more now, right? Um, but there was so many fears that came up around being a business coach because I was like, oh, it's overdone. So many people are doing it and I don't want to do that. And then I got into the space of like, well, I only want to be a business coach because I believe that's what's going to make me successful. And I really had to sit down with myself and be like, bitch, what do you want? <laughs> like, really, what do you want? What do you feel like you can talk about for hours? What are you most interested in? And at the end of the day, it all came down to energy and business and prioritizing pleasure and business. And so I was like, before when I felt like, I only wanted to be a business coach because I was having a scarcity mindset around it or whatever. The true scarcity mindset was feeling like I couldn't have a place as a business coach in this industry. And I have proven to myself that that is not the case, right? <laughs> Obviously, I do have a place in this industry. And like, we all have our own places and industries that we desire, right? But we have to be willing to like, kind of ground into our own passion without like the external validation, without all that shit, right? Without like the scarcity mindset coming in, without other people's judgments, like really releasing all of that in order to get down to that, that piece of what do you actually want to be? What do you actually want to become? What do you, is it that you have to offer just like over and over and over again? Like, what could you just never shut the fuck up about? Because that's literally me, like energy, business, pleasure, all those things. Like I can't shut the fuck up about it. So, so then I know it's like, that's, that's my path. That's what I need to do. Right. Um, so anyway, that was number two was like leaning more into that and just not instead of thinking that like just because I was getting like confirmation somewhere else that that was what I needed to do right um because at the end of the day like you're the driving force for your business and you have to be inspired you have to be passionate you have to feel like you're not knowledgeable and confident about it and that was kind of my missing link and instead I was just trying to mold myself into what I felt was going to be successful based off of like those very um limited markers of, you know, success, right? So anyway, 
Number three is that I wish that I committed to one thing. I really wish I stuck with one thing. I, I changed around so many things, right? And now is the first time a year in, in my business that I feel really grounded. And I think some of this is just trial and error. It's going to take time, right? It's going to take time. And some people's paths are different than others, but like, I really just wish instead of trying to create a course and a masterclass and all these offerings and all these things that I really just focused in, zoomed in, and focused on one offering until that offering was just sold out, I was maxed out or whatever, um, and then I was able able to like offer some other things, right? Because I instead have seen like little successes in all aspects instead of just like one clear success in um, in one area of my business, right? So I really did change themes around a lot. I created offers that were just not necessarily, I, I felt aligned with myself. And then therefore it was confusing to my audience. Like there was just so much, right? And um, I think I did this from a place of scarcity, right? And I really want that validation when I wasn't getting it. I was like, I'll just create something new and it'll be better and all these things. And now I'm way more focused on just my one offering, which is my one-on-one coaching. So if you want some of that, links down in the show notes. But my one-on-one coaching is my sole focus right now until it has a wait list, right? And then I'm going to think about, okay, I already have plans for a group program that's going to be coming very soon. Um, that's going to be about money and the energetics of money and how to do all of that when you are a business owner and balancing that and having hard conversations around money. All that jazz is coming really, really soon. But Ultimately, I'm just focused on my one-on-one and then anything and everything that I have to offer value-wise comes out in my content, which feels so much better because I'm not I'm not feeling like I'm limiting myself to certain content. I'm just I'm allowed to talk whatever the fuck I want to talk about, right? And that feels really really good and I think before I was limiting myself cuz I was like, "Oh, well, like make a course out of this and I could do that and I could blah blah blah." And instead of doing that like um because everybody in the industry wants to tell you like keep your secrets, right? You know, blah, 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 put them behind a paywall. And like, I just don't believe in that. I think that's a scarcity mindset. And I trust that like, I'm going to give you guys a shit ton of value. And like, if you invest in me, great. If you don't and just love this value, then great. Like at the end of the day, I'm still always aligning myself to the right people, the right places at the right time. Right. So as long as I'm staying true to myself and staying true to like my authentic expression and having that mindset before was capping my expression, right? Because I felt like I had to mold myself into a certain container or a certain um, course or masterclass or something. And like now I just get to free flow and get to offer whatever the fuck I want to offer whenever I want to offer it, right? Not saying that I'll never do masterclasses or, um, you know, smaller offerings or things like that. It's just sometimes like right now, it just feels really good for me to just really nurture my one-to-one clients, give them really intimate support. And until I feel like I can take on more, then I'll take on more, right? So Um, and then I also really put out offers before I was completely clear on where I was going with it. Right. I think I was just throwing spaghetti at the wall and see what stuck, which in a good way was like, it really helped me learn. And like I've said, I've, I've never not made a sale on one of my courses. So thank you guys for always supporting me and everything. And I know that there's there, my courses that I have right now are like of so much value, but now that I'm in business coaching, 
they don't really align with what I'm doing now. Of course, there's still some aspects, but a lot of my courses are now in the more sexuality realm and I'm looking into creating something more business related, right? So, and like, that's neither here nor there, but like, again, like if I just really grounded into one offering, one thing, um, one re brand of what I wanted to actually create and just like built on that instead of like trying all these different things. So I'll get to that later. There's that's kind of a positive though as well. So I'll get to that at the end. Um, <laughs> so then number four is I wish that I embodied my leadership more in the beginning. So obviously this comes with time, but I've been a business owner for a long time. And like I said, I think that for many reasons, I kind of resented being a business coach or the idea of being a business coach. And in a way that really capped my capacity or my confidence around being a leader. Right. And I really wish that I had just maybe embodied the business coaching more earlier on because like I said, I, I know a fuck ton about business. I'm, I know so much, I have so much to offer in that. And as you, you guys have probably even seen maybe just my, the change in myself and what I have to offer. So I really kind of took on this like people pleasing leadership. Um, so I didn't feel confident, like setting containers for myself, really asking for what I wanted from clients. And I didn't really set like a high expectation or standard for myself. And that really reflected in the clients, um, that there were some instances where I just felt like, you know, like it wasn't as connected of a, container as I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be really intimate and high touch. And now they are like my one-on-one -on -one coaching. Obviously I, you know, it's by an application basis pretty much. And so I bring on people that are really engaged, that are ready for this investment, that are ready to put in the time and go all in in their business. And so at the time, because of my prices, because of me not feeling confident, because of, you know, kind of the self-worth and all those things, um, and I was still like trying out things, um, it really reflected in that I didn't feel like a leader. So therefore, I kind of, you know, brought some of that in my containers, right? And I didn't feel confident to just like, asked for what I wanted and, you know, took on that more embodied leadership role that I have now, right? Now it's very clear. I'm very concise with my clients. Um, I set my clients to a high standard as they set me to a high standard, right? And there's really that give and take there. Um, and so it's, it feels really good now, but I just wish that I kind of did this a little bit sooner, but you know, as we all learn, we all grow and it takes time, right? It takes time. So Number five. Ooh, number five here. Okay. So y'all have probably heard this a million times, but I'm going to say it too. Number five, I wish I invested sooner. Now, before you're like, bitch, I've heard this a million times before. I know you have, but hear me out here. I did. I did invest in things. I invested in courses. I learned how to course create. I did a coaching mentorship. Um, I did um, all these things. I did a few courses, um, coaching containers, stuff like that. But the thing is, is I really wish I had just, instead of paying for all of those courses, for all of those different containers, it would have saved me so much money if I had just went all in on a one-on-one -on -one coach. Now, I know that might sound a little controversial or whatever, but like I have gained, you guys, the change in me from six months of working with my coach, which by the way, I just resigned um, 
or re-signed, not resigned, but <laughs> re-signed or re-upped my contract with her. So now I'm going to be working on her with a year, um, with my coach one-on-one. -on -one. And like, I, I honestly don't really miss doing courses or containers or anything because it just, it makes sense. And I have learned so much, gained so much and have changed so much within myself in this past six months that honestly is just priceless when I think about it. And before when I did courses, it wasn't, um, I wasn't taking as much action, right? I did learn some things, but there is something about putting your money, like a good amount of money, being engaged in that and going, I got to make this fucking work. I'm all in now. Like I'm in this, right? And that was kind of the shift for me, you know? And part of that as well was like, I was just not saying that I wasn't engaged. I was very engaged in the past courses I've done. Um, I took them very seriously. I still go back and look at the content, right? Because normally you get like lifetime access to content. That's how all of my courses are as well. And like, I still go back and learn and like, not saying that I regret those things, but I just would have saved so much money if I had just went all in on a coach. And like I said, this comes back to stories and insecurities, which is, I felt like, there's no way I could afford a one-on-one -on -one coach. There's no way like that I can make that investment in myself. I'm too small. I'm too little to of a business owner to do that. I'm too new. I, I need to wait till I've had X, Y, and Z. And like the reality was, is like, I just, I felt scared, right? I felt scared to put that much money. I felt scared to invest in myself at, at that time. And I felt scared that like I wasn't, going to live up to, you know, the investment that I was making, right? And long story short, basically, I did the fucking thing, right? I am doing so well now and it was so, so worth it. And like I said, I don't, I do kind of miss group containers because I do miss that energy, which I'm thinking about investing in a couple containers that I enjoy. But ultimately, like, I feel very fulfilled with my one-on-one -on -one coach and like I would have saved money. I would have saved money. You guys don't understand. Like when we think about um, investing in a coach, like a one-on-one -on -one coach, we're like, holy shit, that's a lot of money. Ooh, I don't know. And like, yes, but also I technically would have saved money if I had just went straight to a one-on-one -on -one coach. Um, and like I said, it all happened when it did. It all happened when it was meant to, right? And we're going to get to this when I talk about the positive things that I did. Um, but I do wish that I had just took the leap a little bit sooner, right? So just to kind of really quickly here, give you an overview before we go into the positives. One, Number one, I wish that I just started sooner. Like the starter, like the sooner you can start, the better. You'll never regret that. Um, number two, I really wish I leaned into my gifts more and trusted myself more. Number three, I wish I stick, stuck with one thing and just made that my offering. Um, number four, I really wish I stepped into my more leadership role. And number five, I really wish I invested sooner sooner into a one-on-one -on -one coach because I did invest in other things, but the one-on-one -on -one coach just hit differently. She, it was different. Okay. So let's dive into the things that I was actually really proud of myself for doing and the things that I felt that I did quote unquote right, or that I don't think that I would change. So this kind of connects with um, the one I talked about earlier, which is like I didn't commit to one thing. The positive side of this was that I tried out so many different things and I stretched my edges and I 
learned things really fast. Um, I learned how to build a course. I learned how to, you know, use a platform for my courses. I learned how to host masterclasses. I learned how to do an email list. I learned how to do all that stuff that I technically wouldn't have learned if I had just did like one-on-one coaching, right? And I just tried so many different things. And I'm really happy I did that because it's all led me down to this road where I feel like I have a lot of clarity now. Like I feel really grounded in what I'm doing and I'm not like, wavering from that. I'm not like, oh, I need to offer this or I need to do that. Like I know how much it takes to start to do that. I know what it takes to build a course, to build a website, to build all that stuff, right? All the sales pages and everything. And like now I'm just in this place of like I did all that pre-work and now I get to just like ground down and to my message and to my offerings and to making my clients feel really nourished and, um, you know, held in their experience with me. So I am actually really kind of happy that I got that out of my system <laughs> in a way. Um, and I got to try out so many different things and I got to see what I really liked and what I didn't like, right. Um, what worked for me and what didn't work for me and how I want to adjust and change and, um, shift things going forward. I'm really interested to see what's in store for me for this next year. And I really want to look back on this podcast episode and see like, uh, you know, what a baby. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know if I'd be, or I would be like, oh yes, bitch, like you did the thing, right? Like you were right on the right track. So let's hope for that. So anyway, things that I'm also proud of that I did was that I found a community really quickly that just got me that, um, I was able to just feel like I was able to see a glimpse into what this world could offer me. And I, felt like I felt really heard and just seen and, um, yeah, just so much goodness. So I really found that community really quickly, which I think really behooved me. Um, and it was, it was so good. So, um, you know, I definitely recommend getting into a community, finding a community. I found mine through Facebook, um, through like podcasts that I liked, and then they had groups and I joined them and I was able to just like, really kind of use that as my navigation of like, who am I really resonating? Like, why do I resonate with this person? Where do I want to go from here? Uh, what is their community like? And I was able to see that and I was able to see other entrepreneurs in this space. I saw other coaches and like seeing the advice that they were giving, seeing how they were showing up. And that really just kind of changed the game for me, I think. And then I was able to just really lean into that community. And that honestly changed a lot for me, right? And a lot of the people that you see on this podcast, all the guests and stuff, like they're from the communities I'm in. That's how I find them. That's how I connect with them. And it's so important when like in the online space, like it can be really fucking lonely, right? It can be really hard. And it's one of those things around, um, you know, especially in pandemic life, it can feel really isolating, even more isolating, right? Because we, I, I specifically can't really go anywhere, right? So, um, and I know that like things are opening up now, but like, you know, it's, it's a whole long story and I'm going on a tangent. So anyway, if you guys know my background of like, where kind of like where, what my lifestyle's like, then you understand. <laughs> um, 
but like there's not really anywhere to travel or anywhere to go so like this community has just really helped me to like continue to ground down into like the fun and the pleasure and just like really connecting with people that are like-minded and that has really shown me the potential that my business has and the communities that I'm creating have um so I'm super happy I did that so then I'm also really proud that I continued to show up even when it was really fucking hard. Even when I felt like nothing was working, even when I felt like I was fucking up, even when I felt like super just doubtful of myself. I can't even tell you guys how many meltdowns I've had and like things like that and just like the strain on my relationship and all these things because of this business. And like I wouldn't trade any of that for the world. I think it was really necessary for me in a way. And like I'm just really proud of myself that I continued to like see the bigger vision, to continue to work towards the bigger vision. And in a lot of ways, I'm still doing that, right? I'm still like creating this bigger vision for myself. Um, And I'm just really excited to like finally kind of see like my, the things that I was like believing and preparing myself for so long are actually happening. And so that makes me feel like, oh, I can go bigger and better and like continue to show up, continue to remain consistent. And like, if I could remain consistent when shit was really tough, like you best believe I can remain consistent when things are easier seemingly, right? Or when I feel like things are getting better or going my way, um, then it's like, okay, that consistency is going to be so easy now. So then um, the last thing I really have um, is that I'm really proud that I took this leap, even when it felt like kind of the worst time to do it in, right? I think it would have been really normal for me to kind of go back to my roots, go back to my safety net, go back to the thing that felt seemingly predictable, even in pandemic life, right? It did still feel a little bit more predictable. This was something, you know, doing hair was something that I had been working towards for so many years, right? Literally five years. And it, in a sense, was becoming more and more easy, right? It was something that was natural to me at that point. And I didn't have to think about it, right? But doing coaching, going into the online space, teaching myself a whole new skill this past year, like that took work, right? And that took even more work than being a hairstylist, right? And in a lot of ways, my business now is so much easier than when I was a hairstylist, believe me, being a hairstylist, not for the faint of heart. But in a lot of ways, though, it was kind of like the seemingly like worst time to do it because of like the financial insecurity, right? Because of pandemic life, because of, you know, like I talked about before, like being just really isolated or feeling like you're really isolated. um, And just like, seeing the same four walls every day can like, you know, be really hard, right? And if you've worked for home from home in any amount of time, like you understand this, right? You understand what that feeling kind of is. Um, and yeah, it took me a lot to kind of learn and to kind of overcome that and like find my own ways of being during these times and like keeping myself like high spirited and all these things. Like there were plenty of times this past year that I was just like, you know, world is crazy right now. Like, I can't believe I'm trying to like start a business right now. Like, who am I? What am I even thinking? Right. And at the end of the day, I think that it was also a really good, um, I don't want to say distraction, but like, it was something that I could, I would have to keep myself mentally up for, 
or like stable or good in a sense, you know, because, and I had to really learn how to continue to work on it, right? Continue going back to my tools, continue to like remain consistent, continue to like do the hard shit, which like some of the hard things I did do guys, which is like, um, the not so sexy parts about being an entrepreneur, which is like, I've had to have hard conversations with my partner this past year around finances, around, you know, things like that. And like, you know, we've had to adjust our lifestyle to a certain extent. We've had to, you know, do things like that. And not that we've had to necessarily make sacrifices. I think that this is all still a choice, but like, you know, and I don't necessarily believe in making sacrifices for your business, but like, was there hard things that I would really wish I would have could have avoided? Sure. But like all in all, it really just built my business in a way that, um, I never believed I could reach. Right. And this just goes to show you tying it all back to the beginning here, which is like everything connects, right? Like these hard conversations that I've had to have with my partner, these kind of holding myself through the meltdowns, these moments of really high highs and really low lows all like have pushed me to create these tools, create these systems, create these things that are going to continue to prioritize me, prioritize this bigger vision, um, and really staying grounded in the reality of what's going on, but also holding on to this bigger hope of the vision, right? And this is ultimately what I help my clients navigate with because I've had to do it, right? And I've had to do it during this time where everything seems really just messy and raw and vulnerable, right? So all in all, you know, everything really, really connects. So like I said, no regrets at all. I'm really happy. I hope that you guys gained value from this. If you guys like this podcast, I know when I did um, a year in review podcast, that was um, that wasn't a business year. Now this is a business year. That was actually um, less than six months in my business technically, but that was like a 2020 year in review. So if you want to go back and listen to that one, I'll link it down in the show notes for you guys. So you know which one, um, but I got a lot of great feedback from that episode. So I hope that this also brought you guys some value and that you liked it. If you did, please tell me, please share with me. I love to connect with you. I love to engage with you guys. You guys can tag me on Instagram, share a screenshot of this on your story, anything like that. And if you want to connect with me deeper, get into my spaces. I'll leave all the links down below for you guys to find out how to connect with me. But all in all, I'm just so fucking grateful, you guys. I'm so grateful for you guys listening. I'm so grateful to have this podcast. You guys have no idea. Like, this is literally something I've been dreaming about to reach. And sometimes like I love doing these podcast episodes because it's a great reminder to me to kind of step back and go, oh yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, sometimes life just goes by so fast and we get so stuck in our day to day and we get so stuck in like the, oh, we're not doing enough or we're not there yet or blah, blah, blah. And like, it's just so good to come back to and ground into the gratitude and like seeing, giving yourself credit for all the shit that you've actually held through and such goodness. Uh, And I think it's a really great reminder to consistently come back to give yourself credit, brag on yourself, bitch. You fucking deserve it. So anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. I love you so much and we will talk soon. Bye. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to the Sacred Slip Podcast. I hope this episode has your juices flowing and has you feeling inspired to create your own version of a pleasure-filled life. I would love, love, love it if you could leave this podcast a rating and review, hopefully five stars. This really helps out the podcast to reach more women like yourself so that way we can empower each other and create a beautiful community. If this episode has brought you value, please share it with a friend, a family member, your partner, a coworker, or even on your social media. If you do post on your social media, make sure to tag me at Becca Jo Kavanaugh on your Instagram. So that way I can thank you and send you so much love. Also make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so that way you never miss an episode. If your pussy and intuition is craving more and to dive deeper into this work, check out my website and ways that you can work with me through my signature courses and intimate coaching containers. Sending you so, so much love, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye, sluts.